Hello and welcome to Hijas de tu Madre, a true crime podcast with bad amateur comedy that's inspired by tu tia. Hello, I am your host today, Nani. My sister Kaka can't join us today because she is being a way cooler single mom and working. So today I'm going to cover one of our coolest stories ever. This has literally been keeping me up all week. I can't stop thinking about it because there's just so much stuff. So let's go ahead and jump into the mysterious disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi, who disappeared and it was mysterious. Okay, so Emanuela Orlandi was born the fourth of five children to a Mr. Urkel and Maria Orlandi. This family lived inside the Vatican. So her dad worked for the Pope. And some of the sources that I read said that he either worked for the bank and the other one said he worked like in the house for the Pope. But either way, it doesn't matter. He worked for the Pope. So the family had access to like the Vatican pretty gardens and Emanuela's older brother, Pietro Orlandi, just describes like this beautiful childhood that he had with his sisters and running around in the garden and the Pope would sometimes just swing by and like what's up guys he said that he just remembers feeling like they were literally in the safest place in the world and I kind of had heard about this but I didn't really look into it you know but the Vatican is a sovereign state right so they're like this island this jurisdictional island inside of Rome and they kind of have their own police you know they're led by the Pope and so the Rome law and police don't really have jurisdiction within Vatican soil this is relevant later I promise okay so the family is living their best life they're having a great time the kids grow up And now Emanuela is 15 years old and it's 1983. And Emanuela was um, really into the music. She played the flute and she was a singer. And three days a week she would go to her music class. She would take the bus to go there. And so it was no big deal. On June 22nd of 1983... Emanuela took the bus to her music class and she made it to her music class but unfortunately she never made it home and the last time that somebody heard from her was that night while she was at music class she called her sister and she was super excited telling her that she thinks she found a job with Avon so el avon (laughs) the cosmetics lipstick cremas you know you know but her sister was not super excited. She was like, oh, eh, whatever. You should probably talk to mom and dad before you do anything. Um, and unfortunately, that was the the last time that anybody saw her. And when she didn't come home that, that night, her parents, of course, got really worried. And they contacted the Vatican authorities and uh, the Vatican started to, you know, investigate what went on. And as soon as they realized kind of what happened, the Vatican completely pulled out and told the family, you just need to go work with uh, the Rome police. And, you know, because she was, her, she disappeared off of the Roman soil, not Vatican soil. And the family was like, what the heck, man? Like, we work together. We're co-workers. 
Like, you can't help me out in my time of need here. Like, something fishy's going on. Plus, at the time, she was the first person, at least on record, that had gone missing. And this is their first and only high-profile case of a missing girl. So it's like a really big deal. But anyway, so the Pope shut, the, not the Pope, sorry, the Vatican just shuts shuts itself out, won't coordinate, cooperate with the family or the authorities. Supposedly, they get some tips in the next couple days that she's been cited here or there. But all of the tips that they got, you know, sort of led back to the Vatican. Oh, we saw her get in a black BMW that looks a lot like the official vehicles of the Vatican. Um, but nothing really came of it. So I went down like a Reddit rabbit hole about all the different theories that, you know, of what happened to her. I'm only going to talk about the ones that actually made it into the papers. Oh, I should mention what my sources are. So for this, I used The Guardian, CNN World, the master of them all, all hail the Wikipedia. Um, and I also briefly cite um, the Catholic News Agency uh, just for the official statement that they released later on, which we'll get there. Okay. So it's a couple days after her disappearance, after Emanuela's disappearance, and the family's getting a lot of tips. The two that kind of surfaced to the top, and I'll just briefly talk about these, uh, was one. Uh, around that time, um, a Turkish man, a Turkish national, had attempted to assassinate uh, the Pope. And so the theory was that the Turkish national Mehmet Ali Agka, who had um, shot the Pope, gotten arrested in the Vatican. So they thought maybe this is a, like the Turkey people came and kidnapped Emanuela and they're kind of looking to do a trade, right? So if you really want Emanuela, you need to give us um, Mehmet. But that quickly disappeared because they're, I mean, they weren't going to release that guy. The other theory that pops up, which actually I had never heard until now, and actually now that I think about it, I think there's a whole show on Netflix about this very thing. Um, but people were also speculating that the uh, Italian mafia, the mobsters, will often go to the Vatican and they will ask them to launder their money because the Vatican, as a sovereign country thing, they are completely able to operate autonomously. There's no oversight. And I'm not saying that the Vatican is laundering money, but I am saying that they absolutely can because there's no one there to watch it. So people were saying, hey, maybe the mafia gave the Vatican money to like hang on to this for me real quick, please. And then when the mobsters came back and said, okay, I need my money back, Vatican couldn't pay. And so the mobsters, you know, were like, Okay, we're going to kidnap one of your citizens. Okay, so those two theories, nothing really came of them. So let's flash forward from 1983 when she disappeared. Let's come up to the year 2012. And the family over this time had kept receiving a lot of anonymous tips and pointers of people saying, go this way, go that way. But in 2012, they got one that looked more promising. This anonymous tip pointed the family 
to a very specific burial or crypt uh, church called the Church of St. Apollinare. And this church is specifically dedicated only to the burial of super beepity's nice, tippiest, toppiest cardinals and past popes. I mean, so people such as myself probably wouldn't, you know, when I pass, that's not where I'm going to go. But you get the idea, right? I mean, it's super high ranking cardinal uh, and popes. And the tip said, if you go into that church and you go to this tomb here, pull it out of the, I know I pictured like a drawer. I don't know if that's right. You pull it out. You're going to find some clues in there that are going to help you. So the Orlandi family lobbies the Vatican. And the Vatican at first is like, are you crazy? The only people that are buried there are past popes, high-ranking cardinals. And in fact, the last person that was buried there was in 1883. It's 2012. You're nuts. 1883 to 2012. Like, she's not in there. But the family pushes. And the Vatican's like, okay, fine. We'll let you go in there. So sure enough, they go in there, they pull it out, and what do they find inside? Or better yet, who do they find inside? Well, they find a Mr. Renato de Pedis. You heard right, Pedis. (laughs) And that's just too easy. I'm not going to make fun of that. Too easy. But... Señor Pedis, <laughs> which I guess in English, if you don't know what that means, it's like farty, Sir Farty, <laughs> was the leader of the mafia. Yes, you heard me right. He's the leader of the mafia. So suddenly this theory that the mafia is in cahoots with the Vatican is slightly more plausible Sir Pedi, Senor Pedis died in 2003, not 1882 or 1883 when the last Pope was buried in this crypt. So why is this gangster buried among the cardinals and popes? Who knows? Okay, so that's weird. But then it gets weirder. Oh my gosh. Okay, moving even more forward to 2018 so the family receives another tip well they keep receiving tips but in 2018 they get another one that's different and they think this is worth looking into this one was a picture of an angel and on the back it said look where the angel is pointing and immediately the family recognizes this the angel is pointing to pontifico Teutonic College. This area had a cemetery that is like right adjacent to basically touching St. Peter, St. Peter's Basilica. So they said, we have to go there. We have to go to the Pope and again, lobby for them to go exhume the tomb that this picture is pointing to. And this is real creative. The name of the tomb that that angel is pointing to is tomb of the angel so this particular tomb area which is not the same area as senor pedis where the gangster and the popes are no this is a separate one 
And in this area, the people that are buried there are high-ranking um, Catholic cardinals and priests that are German with German background or German speaking. And the tombs that they were really interested in, at least from what they could tell in the picture, belonged to a princess and a duchess and these were again from the before times like in the 1800s so this time the vatican instead of being really standoffish and like no how dare you we're not going to go open the tomb of princess sophie hohenlo Wallenberg bernstein or duchess charlotte frederica of mecklenburg schoen no the vatican was very open and said absolutely no problem so when they get these tombs out they get there and they find the remains of not a single person that's right empty what i'm like what is your mind blown and it gets weirder check this out so they freak out because they're like what the f where's the princess and then they have to launch operation princess that just sets off a whole nother investigation of what happened where are they blah 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 um but then the other half of the crew that's there is like, hey, we're still here trying to find the clue. The fact that the princesses are missing might be the clue, but we're not sure. And they happen across this secret vault. And they're like, what the heck? And they go there and there's like a manhole cover and they open it. And they didn't know this was there. I mean, these are people that worked at the Vatican and they were like, I, what is this? So they open the manhole and they're like, well, we got to go down there. And they're like, oh my, God, oh my goodness. And they climb down there and you're not going to believe what they saw. So in the article that I read in the Guardian, they said the secret vault covered by a manhole holds thousands of bones that appear to be of individuals both adult and non-adult what i can't even like what <laughs> the article also says that the bones um don't look very old so the bones were discovered in the summer of 2019 you know, the tip first came in in 2018. They went in there and discovered, you know, launched Operation Princess and found these bones in the summer, July of 2019. Um, and then the Vatican again steps in and says, okay, good, 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 good. we're going to DNA test these so we can identify them and, you know, figure out who they are. Um, then in April of 2020, the Catholic Church releases an official statement that says that they have conducted the DNA testing and they found that these remains do not belong to Emanuela, that they are too old to belong to her. They seem to be around the 19, early 1900s. Sure. So Emanuela's brother is not super trusting of, you know, the Vatican's processes. So 
he is going to take the bones and do his own testing independently and continue to pursue the investigation with the Rome police. Now, there's this um, amazing Italian journalist. Her name is Fiorenza Sarzanini. I'll put her name in our show notes. She's been following this story for a really long time. And she pointed out a couple of weird things. So she said, since the beginning of her of Emanuela's disappearance in 1983, the Vatican has not communicated, coordinated, cooperated with the family or Roman authorities. And all they keep saying is, we're working on it, but we're not sharing our information. Um, the Vatican claims that they did, but no one can really verify. She said, and all of a sudden, in 2018, you come with this tip to go to this tomb, and they are very, very open to it. They let you do it. The Vatican itself even calls the media to come and witness the exhumation and then releases an official press statement during this and after. You know, and she believes like the only reason that they're doing this is because they knew what was in there and what wasn't. And I'm not sure which one is scarier. And then the other thing she says, and hey, um, hello, I've not forgotten about Senor Pedi suddenly showing up in your Pope burial cabinet thing. So can we go back to that and talk about that? She tried to get an interview with the um, attorney that is working for the Vatican, but she's like sworn under secrecy from just regular lawyering, client confidentiality, and then plus she's under papal secrecy law or something. Unfortunately, um, you know, Emanuela's dad passed away uh, without really ever finding out what happened to his daughter. Her mom is still alive and still lives in Vatican City, and so does her brother. Her brother continues to really push this investigation forward to try and figure out what happened, but at least to this day, they have not been able to locate her. Um, so as of April of last year, the Vatican did turn over the the um, the bones. The Vatican said they didn't test every single one of them. Uh, so he's going to take that and go do that independently. But, you know, honestly, I feel like Fiorenza really has a good point. So she thought it was weird that suddenly in 2018 the Vatican decided to so openly and publicly cooperate with the family. Her theory is the only reason they're doing this is because they know what's in there, or I guess in this case, what's not in there. So she said either they moved things around, they moved her out, who knows, but this is very not what they do because from 1983 to 2012 and even 2018, they were pretty much giving everybody the cold shoulder they weren't talking they weren't letting you do anything and suddenly for this last one you the vatican yourself call the press on yourself and you release an official statement her brother pietro then says you know what of all of the tips that we've gotten the good ones the bad ones the weird ones they all lead back to the vatican and i think it's easy maybe to say like Oh, um, well, you know, it's the Vatican. It's right in the Vatican City. I mean, how scandalous and sensational this is. It could have been a rando tourist that just happened to be walking by. I mean, thousands of people come in and out. Or 
it's the perfect cover what do you think happened let me know because i don't know all right take care see you guys next week